when the Feast of Pentecost came. They were all together in one place. Without warning, there was a sound like a, like a strong wind, like gale force. No one could tell where it was coming from. It filled the whole building like a wildfire. The Holy Spirit spread throughout their ranks, and they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Holy Spirit prompted them. And just like that, the spark to win the world began. A flame that spread across cultures, continents, and generations. It's amazing. This fire that just simply would not go out despite persecution and principalities and powers of darkness trying to snuff it out. It just wouldn't go out. And this is no ordinary spiritual spark that day 2,000 years ago. No, he, the Holy Spirit, was an extraordinary catalyst. God himself in the form of the Holy Spirit. Now, it wasn't always this way. When we look back in history on the Old Testament, in Exodus 40 and in 2 Chronicles 7, when this physical manifestation of the presence of God sparked, it would only rest in sacred places. And when it rested, no one could go in. Not even Moses could go in. But thankfully, something changed. On Easter, everything changed. Faith Promise, how was Easter last weekend at all of our camps? Wasn't that amazing? It was so good. Hey, if you missed it, or maybe you just missed just a part of it, let's check out this video and celebrate what God did. was amazing. Over 100 salvations, over 100 baptisms, 14,000 people. It was awesome. God moved. One of my favorite things is in Epi Kids, we presented the gospel, and there's hundreds of cards where students or where kids said they want to take their next step with Jesus. Thank you, Jesus not just for last weekend's Easter, but for the very first Easter. Now, because of what Jesus did on Easter, there's a clean place for the catalyst of the Holy Spirit to rest in us. This fire that God has sparked in us, it's meant to burn inside of each of us. The question is, what are we going to do with it? The question is, what are you are we going to do with this catalyst that burns inside of each of us? Let's pray and ask God to move this weekend. God, we love you so much. And we just ask, I, I've been praying this weekend that we're never the same, that something happens in us, Holy Spirit, that you do something that's beyond our worship, 
beyond our announcements, beyond next steps, beyond my message, and you would transform something in us that we would walk in power, we would walk in obedience. God, I pray and bind shame and distraction and guilt and condemnation and generational curses. They do not have power here at any of our campuses as you move in power. Holy Spirit, God, we cannot wait to see what you do. It's in your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, welcome to Faith Promise. We're so glad that you're here. Welcome back, everybody who joined us last weekend for Easter. No matter when or where you're joining us, whether you're live at a campus or you're later online, if you're at God Behind Bars, we've had over 20 baptisms this weekend at God Behind Bars. Is that not amazing? Amazing. And we know God's moving live at our campuses. We are so glad that you're here, and we're excited to get ready for a season of supernatural living. That's the kind of living we're called to walk in. A couple of weeks ago, and I'm telling you, God's moving. A couple of weeks ago at All Staff, we were being spiritual, I promise. We were lighting these candles and praying for you. And I'll be honest, uh, the, the Old Testament type of fire broke out, almost burned the building down, okay? Um, and, and I'm not sure what happened, but I will tell you, it just seems like this fire has followed me around lately. Wherever I go, it seems like there's buildings are unsafe. We had to break out the fire extinguishers in this all-staff meeting to make sure that we were safe, all right? And hey, it's stalking me. It's not my fault. This is the fire's fault. Okay, I promise you, it's, it's, it's not me. But hey, when we look back, uh, at those friends, we will look back at the disciples in Acts 2, which is a, a, a part of that I read at the beginning of the message. It's pretty clear that this spark of the Holy Spirit followed those disciples wherever they went, wherever they would go. And you may say, Zach, that's cool for them, but what does that mean for us? What does that mean in our life? Let's just say, just for argument's sake, that we believe we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Does that mean that, you know, we're supposed to preach on corners? Does that mean we're supposed to condemn our coworkers and classmates and teammates? Does that mean we never get to Netflix and chill with our spouse? No. That is definitely not what it means, okay? But I will tell you this. The signs of the Holy Spirit in your life are the spreading and revealing of God's kingdom in your life and in those around you. It affects other people's life. Is that just my opinion? No, it's what we see in the Bible. But too often we miss that God's ways are not our ways. This is something God's really been challenging me with this year. Let's not bring God's calling down to the level, to our level, but instead, let's ask the Holy Spirit to bring us up to the level of God's calling. Here's my prayer for today, and as I've been reading the Word, that we wouldn't bring the Bible down to what we can understand, but we would bring our life up to the level of the supernatural that we read about in the Bible. And see, Jesus sets an amazing example, because see, Jesus was all man and all God. Right, The theological term for that is the hypostatic union between Jesus being all God and all man. But that meant that Jesus needed the Holy Spirit because he was all man and all God. And this is good news for us. It means that we can walk the same way that Jesus did. Jesus models for us so many times. And I want to look at a passage in Luke chapter 4. In Luke chapter 4, we see an amazing example of Jesus walking with and in the Holy Spirit. 
in Luke 4, verse 1, it says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing, and during those days, at the end of them, he was very hungry. Listen, maybe if you don't know that story, awesome story to read this week in Luke chapter 4. But Jesus goes in the wilderness, and he's tempted by the devil. Can I tell you this? Just because you're led by the Holy Spirit doesn't mean that life's going to be easy. But can I tell you this? We all go through hard times. But if you go through hard times without being led by God, listen, you will go through hard times for no reason and with no yield. But if we will go through those hard times led by God, God can bring a harvest out of any circumstance. Listen, Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit. And when he was led by the Holy Spirit, the devil tempted him. And Jesus, even Jesus, he defeated the enemy as he used the whole, like God's word to defend and defeat the enemy. That's why we want to encourage you, get on, be on a vibrating plan with us. Join us in that. We, I so believe, we believe that faith promise that being in God's word constantly and consistently is key to living a spirit-filled life, key to living a powerful life. Hey, let's skip ahead a little bit in Luke chapter 14, or sorry, four. In, in verse 14, it says, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread throughout the whole countryside, and he was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. Both of those passages that we read out of Luke four, they have him being led by the Holy Spirit. Jesus modeled for us being filled with and powered by the Holy Spirit. I want to read you one more passage out of Luke four. This is where it gets good, and this is where I just want to. I just want you to start to feel how God wants us to live. In Luke four verses sixteen through nineteen, it says, "He, this is Jesus, went to Nazareth where he was brought up." And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. Jesus went to church. It was his custom. He stood up and read from the scroll of the prophet Isaiah that was handed to him. He unrolled it, and he. this is intentional. He found the place where this is written, where it says this, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me. That's my word for the year, anointed. He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom uh, to the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Here's what I love. Jesus Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is on him because, because, listen, if Jesus needed God's power, we need God's power. And listen, what I love is the Holy Spirit's not on you for your comfort, for my comfort, The Holy Spirit is on us because we have a purpose to discover. That's why we totally change next steps to make it all about you discovering your purpose and being sent to win the world. And something else about Jesus when he was filled with the Holy Spirit, he affected the lives of others. This is one of our greatest desires for you, that you would be transformed this year. That's why it's our word as a church. It's our word for you And you can see in 2 Corinthians 3, 18, you can see how the Holy Spirit is a part of that. It says, and we all with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory and are being 
transformed into his image with ever increase. It doesn't say one day be transformed. It says being transformed now, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. Again, like this is not like the Old Testament before Jesus came. Jesus made a clean place in us through salvation for the God, the Holy Spirit, to rest in us. No longer do we have to hide. God is not hidden from us. Intimacy with God is available. Thanks to Jesus, him sending the Holy Spirit, we are continuing to be molded. And we know that the hands that hold us mold us. That's right. So listen, those same hands have sparked something in me and in you. That spark of the Holy Spirit is in you. That spark, that fire, man of God, woman of God, Christ follower is in you. The Spirit of God rests in you. Now, maybe it feels like this Jesus talk and this Spirit talk, it's just a little bit confusing, and I totally understand that. And I hope here in a few minutes that you will see how this all fits together as God wants to reveal himself to you in a relationship with his son, Jesus. One of the things, if you are a Christ follower, one of the things in the Bible and in the church that always blows the world away is when Christ followers walk in authority. If you read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which are the books that, the gospels that talk about Jesus' life, they're always talking about this authority that Jesus had. They'd never seen it before because the power of the Holy Spirit brings authority. The power of the Holy Spirit brings authority. And you may think this is just for Jesus. This is just something that Jesus walks with. But look what Paul, an early follower of Christ, wrote in Romans 11. I love this. And it says, And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit that lives in you. Your mortal bodies, you have supernatural life, heavenly life here and now. It's not something you wait for. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. And when God breathes in you, and he does, just like he did into Jesus, just like he did into the disciples, then we get to live with his spirit our body comes alive just like Christ came alive. So I want to look at two passages today where Jesus tells his followers to be filled and powered by the Holy Spirit. One of my favorite, one of my favorite passages in the whole Bible, but it's very intentional about this point, is in Matthew 10. Now, when we talk about going and sharing your faith, we talk about living a life of power. That may make you feel a little uncomfortable. Well, can you imagine walking with Jesus for a few years and then him sending you out, him telling you to go without him to do this ministry? I bet they felt the same way. I bet you they were nervous. I bet you they felt isolated. But look what Jesus did to send them out. Before he sent them out, it says this in Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. Jesus called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority, authority, the Holy Spirit to drive out impure spirits and to heal every, sick, every disease and sickness. It's the same authority we see in Jesus' life in Luke chapter four, the same authority we see, when I read at the beginning of the message, out of Acts chapter two. Now listen what Jesus, after he gives them authority, the same authority that you and I have, listen what Jesus asked them to do. 
In verse seven, he says, as you go, proclaim this message. Say this, the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is not something we're going to one day. Because the God, Holy Spirit, lives in us, we bring the, we bring the kingdom of heaven where we go. But listen to what he tells us to do. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons freely you have received, now freely give. Some of us, when we talk about, you know, inviting somebody to church, it, it looks like we're asking you to or saw your own leg off. That's crazy what Jesus asked the disciples to do, but he had given them authority so they could do it. Now, I know this is intense, but it's amazing. And I really do believe COVID or no COVID, if the church would walk in this power, this love, this authority, the church would be exploding. I really do. We'd be growing faster than Starbucks and Chick-fil-A. I mean, I think that that's what God's called us to do. We have the most important thing to offer the world, but we have to walk in this authority. Hey, what's today? Let's look at what that would practically look like. To do those things that seem impossible that Jesus asked the disciples to do, what do we do to see that in our world? Well, what if, what if we let the Holy Spirit spark in us for us to pray powerfully? Pray, do we believe that our prayers have power? Power enough to heal, power enough to move the physical and the spiritual. But prayer is us talking to the boss. And the, the, the God who has all the power to heal, the, all the power to move, but not just the boss, it's also to our Father in heaven, Abba Father, who wants to see healing poured out, wants to see restoration poured out. Here's my question to you, man of God, woman of God. How are you going to pray powerfully starting today? Do you have a space? Do you have time and a place where you pray powerfully and ask God to move? throughout this week and in our world. Maybe you're not sure how to pray powerfully. Hey, I'm telling you, next step would be your next step. Getting in a group of people who wanna pray powerfully, who practice it together, that's what I do. What, what about this next one? This, 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 oh man, this is hard, but gosh, our world will look so different. What if we let the Holy Spirit spark in us to share our faith powerfully? to share our faith powerfully. Does anybody at Faith Promise believe that God can still raise the dead? Does anybody at Faith Promise believe that? I hope that we do. You may say, Pastor Zach, do you really believe that? Let me ask you this. If you had the gift to bring people back to life, would you look for opportunities to use that gift? I think that we would. I know that I would. Well, aren't people who are far from God aren't they spiritually dead? And if they are spiritually dead, shouldn't we be actively looking to share our faith? It doesn't matter if you're in middle school, high school, college, a workforce, senior adult, it doesn't matter. That's not what matters. Can I tell you my favorite part of Easter? Now, I had a special moment with my daughter, me and my wife did. This is JL, yeah, it's amazing, it's JL. I had to crop my wife out. She's too pretty. She distracts. So I cropped her out. Um, but this is me baptizing my daughter. Hot take. Here it comes. Not popular opinion. This was not my favorite part of Easter. It wasn't. It was great. It really was. It was awesome. It was not my favorite part. You know me well enough now to know that I believe that 
is the beginning, not the best. Let me share with you a text message that we got from a mom uh, from a, a girl in, in JL's class. JL's in second grade. Hi, Rachel. I want to say happy Easter and want to thank, thank you. Your sweet JL has been such a gift to my daughter. This week, my daughter came home talking about how she and JL wanted to share the gospel with someone in class. Her daughter also shared how JL was reading her Bible at school. Guess what my girl has done since that day? Read her Bible nonstop. I'm beyond thankful for you and for JL. That's my favorite part of Easter. That's my favorite part of Easter. And hey, does JL have all the answers? No, no. She put a bra on under a dress yesterday, almost killed me. It's got nothing to do with it. I'm just I'm having a really hard time. All right, but hey, here, here's the deal. She doesn't have all the answers. She doesn't, but she's doing it. And hey, can I just, can I just snuff a lie of the enemy out? We are not better parents than you. We might be more focused than you though. Not better parents. The same spirit that's in Jesus, that's in me, is in you. But we might be more focused. And that, you can't victim your way out of that. You only responsibility your way forward. Who are we going to share our faith with? Powerfully, starting today, throughout this week, and in our world. Share our faith powerfully. I love this next one. What if we let the Holy Spirit spark in us? bringing powerful restoration. Think about this, think about the difference. This is so much better than any invitation to church that we have if we live this life. Listen, back then leprosy was a death sentence. How many marriages, relationships, dreams, purposes have a death sentence on the lives of the people around you? What if we walked in such power in our life, in our words, that there were restoration in people's lives around us, that things that had no hope and no life and no dreams found hope, life, and dreams because of the restoration that was just brought through the power of the Holy Spirit in you. Where? I'm not saying when. I'm not saying how. Man of God, I'm saying where are you going to bring powerful restoration at work, on the ball field, at, at, where, where? That's what we're called to do. People's lives around us should be transformed. Let me give you one more. What if we let the Holy Spirit spark in us to provide powerful protection? Man of God, woman of God, parent, student, what if our lives provided powerful protection? We do that through our prayers, we do that through our words, we do that through our lives. We do that by how we love the people around us. What, what do your words bring? Do they bring life? Do they bring death? Do they bring protection or do they bring a prison? What do they bring in your life, in your group, in your home? It should be the safest place around us. I pray as you start groups or you launch groups that as cars pull in, people start coming and saying, hey, I don't know why I'm just supposed to be here. I just feel safe here. I feel loved here. It's gonna happen as you step out and you'll have the opportunity to say, yeah, in here, the world doesn't rule, God rules. Because of the power that's in you, in your life, in your group, it should be safe. Where, woman of God, where are you gonna 
provide powerful protection starting today and throughout this week. I tell my son River, who's four, and J.L., who's eight, Valor, he doesn't know Jesus yet. He's one and a half. He's a terror, right? But I tell the other ones, hey, you're, you're, you're a protector. That's who you are. It doesn't matter that you're four years old and you weigh whatever pounds and you're not strong enough yet. That's not the protection that we provide this world. It's a spiritual love protection. Will this be easy? No. Will the enemy just let this happen? No. And maybe you're thinking, Zach, hey, it's not me. I'm not going to do this. That's a little too spiritual for me. Well, can I give you a strong warning from God's word? In Romans 8, 8, 9, it says, those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, then they do not belong to Christ. I love you, I promise you I do. This isn't a choice you get to make. You're not a citizen of America, you're a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And so we're spirit-filled, this is who we are. I pray that today that you're inspired, I pray that you're encouraged more than anything, I pray that you're empowered. If Jesus were to have it, listen, if Jesus were to have a conversation with you today after church, at lunch, this Holy Spirit and this power would come up. In John 16, verse seven, the last meal that Jesus has with his disciples before he's crucified on a cross, he says this, but very truly I tell you, it is good for me to go away. Unless I go away, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world, listen, this is important, he will prove the world to be wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. The advocate, the spark of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said when the Holy Spirit comes that he will prove the world wrong about sin, righteousness, and judgment. How's he gonna do that? Through the spark working in you, through the power working in you, through the Holy Spirit working in our lives. Can we just make this real? Maybe you've heard about the whole thing between Disney and Florida and the battle they're having right now over, over, over uh, LGBTQ plus rights and transgender and all that kind of stuff. And some of us are looking, we read that passage and we read that Fox or CNN or a social media post or gossip will prove the world wrong about sin, righteousness, and judgment. But that's not what God's word says. God's word said it'll be our life. It'll be our love. It'll be us getting the Holy Spirit power in our life to prove the world what right looks like. That's who God's called us to be. How are we gonna do it? How are we gonna walk in this power? What I'm gonna ask you to do this week, every day, first thing you do when you wake up, I'm gonna ask you to give power of control to the Holy Spirit so that you can walk in his power. It's not something fancy. I pray, God, I want everything you have for me. And biblically, I see that comes through being led by the Holy Spirit. So we're gonna respond right now. Maybe you wanna come up 
or go to a, st- a station and take communion. Maybe you want to light a candle and ask God, light the Holy Spirit fire in me. There's going to be prayer members, uh, prayer team members all around the room. Maybe you just want to, maybe you need help repenting. Maybe you just need, need help praying. Maybe you need to tell somebody to pray for you that, hey, I want everything that God has for me. This is the time. Let's never be the same. Let me pray for us. And then let's respond. God's going to meet you at the level of your response. God, we love you so much. I pray in this moment for obedience. I pray in this moment that we're never the same. I pray in this moment, God, that you would just move on us. You would move on us. Please, Abba Father. Holy Spirit, meet us right here as we come up for prayer, as we kneel at our chair and pray, as we light a candle, take communion, whatever it looks like. Shame, get out. Distraction, leave. These are God's children. We are God's children. We are going to step forward in power, step forward in authority. We're going to step forward into the inheritance of being a son or a daughter of the king. I pray our world's never the same. Our families are never the same because of what you do in us. We love you. It's in your precious name we pray. Amen. When you're ready, let's worship and respond.